Greetings and welcome to the Growing the Next Version of You show. Every week or so, I get together with thought leaders and we talk about the trends that are happening in the world and we think of life from a mind, body, and spirit perspective because that's what servant leaders do. So join me. Mel, how are you today? I'm blessed. Happy to be here. Very good. Well, greetings, folks. Uh, this is Mike Rochelle. I'm here with Mal Smith, and we're on the Growing the Next Version of You show. Uh, Mal and I have been talking about doing this for a while. We actually had one bad weather day uh, that we, we uh, went ahead and passed on. I think it was right before all the freezing happened and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Uh, so it's really great to have you here in Highland Village in my home and to uh, have a conversation. Um, I've, I've purposefully not read your bio and not kind of gone into all the stuff that you sent me because I want this to be an authentic uh, conversation between you and I. And the whole purpose is really just to get to know you as an individual and as a leader, where you come from. Um, and I guess one of the things that's maybe a little unique, it's a mind, body, spirit show. So I'm going to ask you to go to the spirit side, too doesn't have to be right away. It's just whenever, whenever the uh, spirit moves us. <laughs> so, um, so what are your, uh, what are your thoughts uh, regarding the next year or so, as far as what your tips for our viewers are for the next three years? Any, any uh, recommendations that you've been talking to customers about maybe? Yeah. So three tips for 2023. Um, you as far as again in our industry, um, you want to make sure that you are managing indoor air quality. Mm -hmm. That's a huge trend. Mm -hmm. um, if you're only cleaning, you know, surfaces in your facility, um, then you're remiss. You're not taking care of the whole job, and so you're being negligent. Sure. Um, and secondly, I'd say doing cleaning facility hygiene from a infection prevention stance as opposed to just cleaning um, again for aesthetics, cleaning for looks. We really want to get to the heart of the matter and um, be proactive about mitigating the uh, germs and bacteria that can cause individuals to get sick and, uh, and be transmitted in, in facilities. Okay. Um, and thirdly, I'd say um, validation, um, proof, proof of facility hygiene. Uh, it's not enough to just say that it's clean enough. Um, and especially since what we are addressing is an invisible threat. Right. And so people deserve proof. Um, it's something that our industry has done poorly mm -hmm. uh, thus far. You know, it's really just been good faith and uh, take take your word for it. Um, but again, the pandemic has kind of has shed light on that. Um, it's much needed light and mm -hmm. has uh, opened the doors for much needed change in the industry because we can, we can do a lot better. Awesome. 
All right, so let's go ahead and define the industry because my viewers may not know which industry you're talking about. Right. So what do you what do you call your industry and what do you focus on? So um, we are in the cleaning industry and that's very broad. So sure. to, to narrow that down, we do commercial cleaning. Um, the markets we serve, you know, some of our vertical sweet spots are medical, child care, um, office, co-working, uh, mixed-use facilities. Um, those are our primary um, ideal uh, client profiles. Right. Um, what we do is, you know, it's needed in every industry, so it can definitely be uh, considered vertical agnostic. Sure. Um, however, as we are a startup, we have to pick our focus. Sure. And, uh, niches make riches, right? So. <clears throat> Um, and me being a visionary, I have to be very careful to give myself guardrails sure. so I don't just stay ideating right. and not impl implementing and finishing. Sure. Um, so yeah, those are, those are the primary industries that we're serving. Okay. Um, but you know, wherever there's a need, I, I love, I love a challenge. I love interesting projects. So, you know, we're working on a project. We're finishing up a project at a um, private air hangar out at Lovefield mm -hmm. right now, um, where we just finished up doing the case study to, to um, validate the efficacy of, uh, of an air disinfection decontaminating system in their facility. Um, and so, yeah, those kind of conversations are kind of really get us excited, you know, at Victory Lab, and um, you know, we're hoping to really those are the opportunities for us to really have, have impact and make change. Okay, perfect. Yeah. So um, Robert Hunt was actually one of the ones that gave me the feedback to ask questions to get the guests going immediately in, in the show, uh, because I had a tendency in my early, in my season one, to read bios and things like that, uh -huh. and, and you guys weren't speaking as much. So so thank you for uh, for your introduction on the industry. We'll get back to that at the end of, uh, end of our talk today. Uh, but like I said, this is a leadership development show, and I'm looking at it from a mind, body, spirit perspective. So what I'd like you to do is go back. I know you just recently published a, a picture of you uh, with your passion at eight years old. But before that, where, where, where did you grow up? You know, uh, uh, what is your background? Where did you go to church? Those kinds of things. Uh, before I was the right old age of eight, yeah. um, <laughs> I was born in Amarillo, Texas, so you know, I'm Texan at heart. Okay. Um, I was raised in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, between here and there, my, my father stayed here in DFW area, mm -hmm. and my mother in Tulsa, and so okay. um, I, I mostly grew up there. Um, but you know, this is like a second home to me. Sure. And then as I entered into adulthood, I, I moved here. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I was raised, you know, my mother is a God-fearing woman, um, raised me in the fear of the Lord. So that's the greatest gift she, besides life, yeah, that's yeah. the greatest gift that she gave me. Um, I, I always had, you know, this, I had this, uh, that's affinity for, for vacuum cleaners and, mm -hmm. and cleaning machines, but specifically vacuum cleaners. And it was like borderline obsession when I was <laughs> like, before I could talk hardly, you know, it was, and um, 
so you know, by the time I was four or five, I would get these. You know, I would they would I would have them take me to vacuum stores. You know, like that was my idea of a good really? good time. You know, <laughs> let's go to the vacuum shop, and uh, you know, and people they became familiar with me. You know, the adults in my life they knew that's what I was into, man. Uh-huh. So you know, I would collect vacuums. They'd give me their broken vacuums. I, you know, and I would disassemble them or. And, and reassemble them and invent new ones, and that was just my thing. And um, that, so, and I also had asthma really, really bad. When okay. I was, for majority until I was about seventeen when I grew out of it. And so I spent a lot of time in the hospital as a child as well. Um, that kind of that comes back a bit later in the okay. story, but so you. I would spend a lot of time like creating, inventing, um, and by the time I was eight, I figured, you know, I, I need to start a business doing this. Um, you know, I was creating, a, like, experimenting with different uh, chemical solutions and figuring out ways to dry carpets faster and things like that. And so, none of this was like seems strange or anything to me, yeah. right? Because I'm just. I don't have anything to compare it to. It's just mm-hmm. me doing what I'm passionate about. And my mother didn't make me feel strange about it at all. She encouraged me. Mm-hmm. You know, she was she she was helpful. She never discouraged me or made it seem like, you know, that's not something that a, a kid should do. Right. And so um, you know, it was kind of impractical when I asked her to buy me this, you know, five hundred dollar carpet cleaner. You know, she's mm-hmm. a single mother raising two children and <laughs> this is what I want for Christmas, but <laughs> me being, you know, in retrospect, being a, an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. I, I started at the top of the year, you know, with my business plan. So uh-huh. I pitched her, and you know, and I had wow. my your first short uh, Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know that's what I was doing, but that's what I was doing, and uh, you know, and I was persistent, and and so she took that opportunity to make it a, a even more teachable moment. Um, and that was really for me my first one of my first lessons on um, on faith. And so, you know, from the beginning of that year, I was asking for it as a Christmas gift. I, you know, oh, I knew that you know, <laughs> it was I had some sense of the impracticality. Yeah, annual campaign, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I had a plan, you know, and I I stayed consistent. And so she she had she again she leveraged that, and you know, I was tied in. I was I was off. I was uh, doing offering. You know, I was planting seeds of faith and and stand and standing on the word and believing for what I wanted. So, you know, again in retrospect, the value of that was through the roof. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for for me to be learning that in third grade, right? And so, you know, Christmas came and she figured out a way to make it happen for me. Um, I still don't know how she did that, and you know, I'm so grateful that she did. You seen the pictures, so that's where the right, pictures from. Right. Those are the pictures from that Christmas when I got my uh, first carpet cleaner, um, and I went into business shortly thereafter, and wow. I was fairly successful. Um, just didn't I did not realize what I had, yeah. and my mother being a single mom, you know, it, it, it was you know it just. She's doing, she's wearing so many hats. Um, I, 
feel like that one almost kind of slipped under the radar. You know, there could have, there was some maybe um, prodigal uh, propensity there, right? If it had been uh, cultivated a bit more, but resources are then when one person's, you know, doing, doing everything. And so, um, you know, I kind of let, let that teeter out uh, when I was in middle school. Um, and, you know, wear a few hats, a few other hats along the way. Um, <laughs> I actually, you know, I got in a little trouble when I was fresh out of high school. And that's an entirely, that's a different tangent. We'll probably, we'll probably have that conversation, that entire conversation a different day. Sure. Um, but. This is still Tulsa? Yeah, and this is still Tulsa. Okay. Um, you know, I went to college for, when I first, when I got graduated high school, I went to college for a while. Where'd you go? I just went to community college, okay. Tulsa Community College. Sure. Um, it wasn't really a fit for me at that time. Uh, I wasn't ready. And, um, you know, I went out and kind of, you know, lived and experienced life for a while and came full circle to starting another business. Um, you know, after, after, again, wearing several hats, being <laughs> in, in trying to figure who I was, um, I realized that I'm an entrepreneur at heart and mm -hmm. that's was going to be the only way that I was going to be able to uh, compensate for the gap. Okay, so <laughs> this is good. I don't know. You you'll get to this. <laughs> um, so I, I can't skip the details. I you know I became a father at twenty, mm. and so that definitely was life changing. Well, that changes your life for sure <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And so I become a father at twenty. Things become you know a lot more serious. I I need to work. I need to provide. And, you know, minimum wage just was not going to do it. And I couldn't see any viable path within anyone's organization to, um, to, to, a, to an income that would give me the quality of life that I wanted, you know, for myself and my daughter. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to be, you know, like uber ex exuberant, but, you know, I definitely wasn't going to be able to do on a minimum wage or, you know, anything teens. Um, and so I knew I had to go back to business for myself. And so that's what I did. And I, what I do, I started another cleaning business. Mm -hmm. um, this was a commercial cleaning business. It wasn't a carpet cleaning business, um, you know, janitorial services. And um, it was called Grime Getters Clean Team. Started that in Tulsa fairly successful, um, definitely paid the bills. Uh, I, I'll never forget, um, you know, as we were growing, I had two jobs uh, jeopardized in like within the week, within one week by um, employees that I brought on. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I had to go out and, and redo them myself. And so it just, you know, I, it it shook me, and um, 
I made a decision in that moment to not allow, not to scale the business beyond anything that I could. I wanted to be able to touch every moving part myself if I had to. Like, if I need to, I'll just go deliver the whole job myself. Um, that was that was my solution, you know, at that time. And you know, my income was enough that I was, you know, I was living the lifestyle that I wanted, you know, for my daughter and I. And so I just kind of capped it out there, and um, and never went back to growing. I never, I never moved into the delegation uh, portion where I could have scale beyond that and maybe sure. use that business as a vehicle to help so many more people right um i know it's a bit uh <laughs> it's not linear at all kind of all over the place um but so after that experience um you know i kept i decided to keep my business again where i could manage it and i and i, and I achieved that um but you know so my success plateaued there and um, you know my brain starts to get thirsty as it does, um, and so I decided to pivot. And you know I've been doing this at this point. I've been doing it for about four years, and you know, in in the retrospect, it's because I wasn't introducing the challenges that I got. You know, my brain got thirsty, mm-hmm. uh, and, and so I decided to go back to college. Um, and I went to school for computer science, took a uh, computer science course with the community college and um, decided to go for emphasis in network engineering. You know, and my thought process at that point was, I'm tired of wearing all the hats, mm-hmm. you know, entrepreneur out. Take a job. I will take a job. Like, I just want to do my job really well for someone else's organization and just worry about clocking in, doing my job, and clocking out. And when I leave, the work's done. You know, being entrepreneurs, it never goes. You know, right. you don't get that. Sure. And so um, I very much <laughs> I wanted that. And um, I finished, you know, finished the course. Um, got involved with Cisco um, and their networking academy, um, excelled at that, and ended up, you know, as a result of that, being, uh, being tapped to be, uh, to participate in a program they have called the their Dream Team. Um, and that was awesome. That, that really was an eye-opening opportunity. I met the CEO of uh, Cisco, you mm-hmm. know, Chuck Robbins, and mm-hmm. um, several just impactful leaders and uh, that was for me it was it it, it kind of was piquing the interest again my entrepreneurial uh interest which was not the intention <laughs> but you cannot shake this right, entrepreneur's right. disease uh or addiction rather and so you know i'm I'm still keeping it within the purview. You know, I got to get my job, or get a job within the industry, and I need a master. This is my, you know, I, I knew that I wasn't ever going to be able to fully leave my entrepreneurship alone. So my thoughts were, I'll get into this industry and I'll spend enough time and master it, and then I'll leverage that mastery into a new business within this industry. You know, a decade from now, mm-hmm. I'll be, you know, by then I'll probably be having a full deal of uh, corporate and be ready to step out on my own. I told myself, though, that cleaning, you know, I'm putting this in a neat box, and I know it's my baby, my whole life, but 
I don't want to clean it anymore right now. Like, I'm, I'm done with it. Putting this in the box, we're pushing it under here. And, you know, I thought I was even being honest with myself in that. <laughs> Say, well, you know, I'm not saying it's done forever, but if I do ever get back into it, it'll be like a, from an investment aspect. Or maybe, you know, my portfolio gets to a certain point, I'll maybe invest in a franchise or something like that. Well, God has different plans, you know, many of the plans of our hearts, but we know where the answer comes from. And so, you know, I, I landed a position. I moved, that's, you know, I transitioned back down to Dallas um, after finishing up the course um, because it's a far more competitive market sure. for technology. Um, now I have, you know, most of my family is here. That's another, you know, my family is here. I, it's only my mother and my daughter and I up in Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, I, I get a job here for a great company um, and, you know, I work my way up. Um, tier, tier two engineer. And um, <laughs> my boss, who or the, the he wasn't my boss at the time, but he had hired me, the individual hired me uh, there. <laughs> he gives me a, a random, he calls me randomly and and he's like, didn't you have a cleaning business or <laughs> didn't you do something like that? And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> why are you, why are you asking? <laughs> what do you, what do you want to know? And he's like, you know, just, just wondering. We kind of, you know, just left it there and fast forward a bit. From there, his son had gotten really sick, and mm -hmm. you know, it's my brother you now. So mm -hmm. his son had gotten really sick at um at at due to inadequacies in hygiene at mm -hmm. their childcare facility, mm -hmm. um, and you know, his wife was ready to get back. In into the workforce and so going through that whole you know it's, it's hard it's a challenge as it is finding someone to trust with that your one. child um and then there's that that's just inevitably they're gonna get sick when they're introduced to that environment with all those other children um but I, there was an attitude in the industry there is an attitude in the industry is just almost to accept it as status quo mm -hmm. And they just kind of, there's nothing you can do about it. And so it just is what it is. But it resulted, it resulted at that time in my nephew being hospitalized. Um, at, you know, at one year, at a year old. And so that was traumatic for the whole family. Right. Um, <laughs> and so after that, my, my brother, he approached me and he said, you know, hey, we got to do something about this. Like, you, you, I, there, there's got to be a better way. They're not doing it right. I know this is your upset. You know, the whole family, everybody knows this is what I, you know, it's my obsession. <laughs> You're going to dust off those skills and, 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 and see if you can't fix this. And it doesn't take much to get the gears going. You know, sure. I'm a visionary. I'm a, you know, ideal person. And so that got the gears going. And that was about that was around September of 20 oh goodness the pandemic was that 
2020 or 2019? 2019. Right, right before it happened. Wow, it's been so long. Yeah, so that was 2019. That was about September 2019. And here we are. Here I am, you know, get to developing and, you know, just the fun part for me, the ideas and kind of visual, visualizing this concept and how it can work. And, you know, visualizing concepts for, again, cleaning for health as opposed to cleaning for looking clean. Right. And um, and seeing you know how we can quantify that impact, and then you know fast forward six months and, and it's March, and the pandemic happens, right. and suddenly something I'm thinking is going to be you know kind of niche, very geared towards you know childcare, is valid everywhere, everywhere. Yeah. and. Again, it has been valid everywhere, but it's now it's really relevant. And, you know, the markets, they're like the market, the news has become a huge, a giant commercial for, you know, this vision that God has, uh, given, has put in, in my heart. Right. Um, and, and so from from there, you know, it kind of, you know, one thing has led to another and, here, you know, here we are today. Um, but... I definitely knew then that I had to, you know, this is, here I am back, you know, doing this entrepreneurial journey a little sooner than I expected. Right. Um, and in the industry that I've been in literally my whole life. Um, but, you know, I'm using all of the skills. Right. Like this project, this vision, it calls for, for everything that I've been accumulating. Right. Throughout my life. So the so the the focus, the newer focus on computer science then gave you the ability to think about analytics and how to actually measure the impact of the cleaning rather than just let it let it happen and then that's it. So so how do you how do you go about doing that? What is the what is the secret sauce? Um you know, that allows you to be able to claim this when others aren't even thinking about it. So what we do is in um, a lot of technology that already exists or has been used in other industries or in our industry, but for different purposes. And so we've kind of exacted these different um, existing technologies and I've developed an aggregation kind of dashboard mm -hmm. that delivers this vital information in a way that's easily consumable to the layperson, you know, to the average person who's not a microbiologist or a data scientist. Um, so this could be on a screen in a doctor's office where they can show the people that are their customer or their patients what they're doing and what how how it's impacting them for the good. Exactly, giving um, them comfort that. The, not only is this place clean, but the air is clean too. Exactly that. Okay. And which it does sound valuable. I mean, I don't like going to the doctor. I really don't like going to the emergency room. Yeah, that was, that's <laughs> where the sickest people are. And, exactly. Yeah, and, and HAIs, which is healthcare associated infections, are a big deal. Yeah. And I mean, it costs it costs lives. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Period. Like when we talk about, we're so used to talking ROI, 
in business, but when we're talking infection prevention, the ROI is life saving. That's the return on investment, which sometimes can be hard to quantify. But you know, how can you put a price on somebody's life or on the health of your employees or patients or your your visitors, your customers? Right. Um. But yeah, the uh, like I said. The computer science component definitely mm-hmm. played into that. And that's been another, and you know, my whole, my life of technology has just been a, something that I love. Yeah, I've got books, notebooks full of, uh, you know, designs and robot designs and things from when I was a kid. And so you don't know, you know, that who you're going to be is who you were the whole time. You know, right. for, for me, that's where I'm at now. It's like I've come full circle. I tried on a few hats, a few masks, and um, it's easier to just be me. Very cool. So, did you and I meet at the um, at the uh, Plano Entrepreneurs Group, or was that? Did you just happen to be going there too? Because I'm I'm trying to think of how how we came together. Was it from LinkedIn or? I think we met on. I believe we met on LinkedIn, mm-hmm. and then you invited me to um, <clears throat> ABTP, right? And then and that jump started off our relationship. Okay, very cool, very cool. So um, you know, from a from a leadership perspective, the ability to move beyond oneself and to scale into a larger organization. Um, that's a, that is a, the, uh, entrepreneur's dilemma, right? Uh, and not all of them can make it. So have you, have you decided that that is the path that you're going to take this time so that you don't limit the production capability that you ran into the, the last time you did this? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. <clears throat> definitely have, uh, you know, plans for how a roadmap in place for how we're going to scale, mm-hmm. um, I mean, we had, um, we're EOS uh, house, EOS fanatics, which normally EOS is for larger organi- for organizations larger than ours to adapt. And what is EOS? Or adopt uh, entrepreneur oper- operating system. Okay. Um, but you know, we've adopted it. We, uh, one of my advisors is uh, is an implementer and. I just, I just, I love the OS. I love the principles. And, you know, when I got a hold of, of that philosophy, it shed a lot of light on, um, on, on, on some of the things, some of the hardships I was experiencing as a founder uh, in that moment. And it gave me clarity with, through the understanding of, knowing yourself and by knowing your um your strong your your strengths and weaknesses right it it kind of it it removes a, a sense of maybe guilt or right. maybe like a need it, it seems like there is a need to assign blame prior to that right and then after that it frees you because you realize that some of the most of the things that are wrong are it, it's it's 
because you're not supposed to be doing that job. Right, right people, right seats. Right. Who not how. Right. Uh, you know, and so that's, that's immensely freeing for me because, you know, it's not my fault right. that I don't like this. And it's not bad that I don't like to do this. I just don't like to do this. You know, I'm finding somebody that loves doing that. And there's like somebody that cleaning. loves it. Yes. <laughs> and so let me like, run Like this. accounting, right? <laughs> Yeah. Not my, not my, not my thing. Yeah, so, I, I love people that love accounting. I love. Them. I don't, and they can have it. <laughs> yes, all day long. Yes, totally that. Yeah, yeah. So okay, so it's a it's a capabilities model. Is that the way to think of EOS? Where it says these are these are all the different things that a, that a small business has to do, and then uh, devising strategies for getting those resources, regardless of whether you're the one that's providing it. Is that the way to think of it? Hmm. EOS sets out a structure, so you know you, they've got what they call the vision traction organizer, and so it's about clarity of that of, of vision, mm -hmm. and then making sure that you have the right people in the right seats mm -hmm. in your org in your org mm -hmm. chart, which is critical. Which, or otherwise, you find yourself in that phenomenon which, which I was discussing, where there are problems and you feel like blame is needing to be assigned, but when really you just have the wrong people in the wrong seats. Sure. And that individual may be a lot better if you give them something that they are good at to do. Right. Um, and things may go a lot smoother if you get out of the way <laughs> and let go and let somebody else do what they're good at doing. Right. Um, so I mean, that's I'm I'm being very high level with with the um, you know with the with the outline of it, but yeah. and, then, and then it breaks it down, of course, into your 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 three year goals and then your year goals and your rocks, and then there and then there's a meeting structure. So it brings that continuity, and everybody is able to take ownership of their purview. Sure, and. Then we're and again we're all accountable to each other, you know, by the meetings, and you get to see real progress. It it just makes it really transparent. It's almost like you know making a like a dashboard for your uh, for your business. Sure. So fast forward from the uh, from the, the the talk earlier. How old's your daughter now? What's she up to? Mm. How's she keeping you busy? <laughs> she is thirteen now. Oh wow! And um. <laughs> she keeps me very busy. Um, actually, we're in the process of transferring down from Tulsa to Texas um, permanently for her, and so that's that's been great. And you know, she she's a part of the special needs community, and so working on you know making sure that we have. <clears throat> That we're already cultivating that community a warm reception for for her when she gets sure. here so we have those extracurriculars built out as well and okay yeah so th that's that's a big that's a big thing that we're doing this year that's a big goal uh for this year and you're finding yeah. the support that you need here and yeah yeah i am and is mckinney home for you um we're, we're, actually we are in rockwall Oh, that's right. Yeah, Rockwall, Rock which is even further away. Yeah, 
<laughs> from here. <laughs> yeah. But um, they have a great program. Garland ISD has a really good um, special needs program. Okay. One of the best in the state. Awesome. Um, superintendent was very intentional about that. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about that. So that's how she's got me busy. That's one of the ways she's got me busy. Mm-hmm. Um, she's not alone. She has she has several little brothers now. <laughs> so uh-huh. yeah, I have four boys wow. um, after her, and so yeah, she's the princess, and uh, she she owns that role. Very good. Yeah. How old are the boys? Um. <laughs> Well, I have one that'll be two here in a couple of weeks, a three-year-old, a seven-year-old, and an eleven-year-old. Wow! Yeah. So you have a full deck. Yes, a full <laughs> deck. Never a dull moment. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just have three. I'm an underachiever. So. <laughs> Look at you. Well, you. You replaced. You added one. You replaced you and her, and you guys made a contribution. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's it's us plus mm-hmm. plus one. So um, so we've gotten kind of through the your history, kind of up to where we are now. Um, as you look forward for yourself, not necessarily for your business, but where where is your creative mind taking you? On what journey? Where do you see yourself growing? Mm-hmm. That's an interesting, an interesting question. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm really, like I said, I'm an idea type of person, so mm-hmm. I'm really, I don't struggle with creativity. There's no shortage of that. My, right. I kind of have opposite problems. I want to like turn it off. Right. Um, I. I see, you know, it's hard not to incorporate the business um, into it, but I do the same thing. I mean, it's a vehicle. Um, It all blends together. It does. It all blends together. Um, You know, like I said, it's a mind, body, and soul thing. Mm -hmm. It's been a very much spiritual journey. This this journey of uh, this founder journey this time around, Mm -hmm. Um, and so. I really want to scale the business to have an impact, you know, to be a vehicle to impact the groups that I'm passionate about helping. Um, the special needs community. Sure. Um, the second chance community. Mm-hmm. Those who have, who have, you know, been to prison and, mm-hmm. and need a strategy for a viable lifestyle uh, after re-entry. <clears throat> um, Let's stop there for just a second. Did you see the the interview that I did with Richard Miles? I did. Okay, so have you met him yet? I haven't had the pleasure. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna make that happen because yeah. if you're if you're thinking about utilizing that community, he is already plugged in quite well, yeah. um, and utilize you know has has services that his organization provides, but I'm sure he's always looking for other people that have viable paths forward because not everybody wants to do yard work right right they can do they can do cleaning and that's that's actually something that could set themselves up for their own business or grow into you know running uh, a 
franchise or something for you. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And that's I'm glad you touched on that. Well, that I mean, that's the vision. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the vision. And that's why that's the that's very intentional why that's the vision for okay. me. It's not uh, it's not the financial aspect right. of it. It's the using that vehicle to right. empower entrepreneurship and being able to give that gift to other families. Right. That's that's why franchising is important to me. Definitely. I mean I I could I'm I'm not like a glutton for uh, material and so you know I, I like nice things but I could cover you know our mass lives my my family you know fairly you know we don't need that much revenue so right. um definitely thinking you know franchising for for that purpose so I'm I'm uh, I'm looking for I cannot remember her name off the top of my head. Roxanne? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're already, <laughs> so you're already connected with her. Yes. So Roxanne is the quintessential franchisee person in the in the Metroplex. Mm -hmm. So you're already connected. That's great. Very good. So yeah, so that's good. So so uh, once you have the the model viable, proven, and moving forward, then you can scale it not only for your own company but for franchisees and then become a franchisor. Yes. Good. I'm very excited about. Good. So is that the is that the long term plan? So that you're then not running business anymore, but providing platform for others. Is that is that where you're going? Yeah, man. There's like a so a I, I have to go with big picture. It's <laughs> almost I gotta be careful with my eyes when I go big picture. I'm like, I don't want to like I don't want you to I want to discredit myself. You're gonna be like this guy's guy high in the sky. Um, but um. But no, absolutely. That's a part of the of the vision for the future. Is that um, okay? And and but you touch on something that's really important to me as well, and it goes with the who, not how. Right. And it's you know right now you know I'm doing twenty hour days, right? More days of the week than not. Right. Um. And and I accepted that. Sure. You know, for this season of of of, life, of growth and of my life, you know, this is a sacrifice that I'm making. Right. Um. But that's definitely not what I'm planning for. That's not what I'm building for. Yeah. And I'm very intentional about that. Um, I, you know, I am building this to be something that I can walk away from. You know, if I, if I want to go on a three-month vacation, right. then I can. And it'll, everything will still be functioning. Right. And so that's where the EOS is very important. Nice. And, um, and, and and having the you know the processes and systems in place and, and building that way from the beginning, which is also the same things that you have to do to build a successful franchise. And so you know all these things go together. All these roads lead to Rome that way. Very cool. So so then with the franchisee uh, setting up vendor relationships that also scale yes. as you're setting up your purchases of equipment for yourself and those kind of things. Yes. Very good. That's my. So I stopped you for a second because we got to the Richard Miles thing, but you were kind of going and you were going somewhere. Did we continue that, or, or do I, we need to go back to that? We said, um, "Oh, vision, creative visions for uh, for creative. others, though for for people that were uh, that are coming out of prison that have limited opportunities, right? About how they're going to, yeah, and, reintegrate into society, right? And so I think." What brought us to that was the um, really, you know, as far as my idea for creativity yeah. going forward is using 
the business that I'm creating to create opportunities um, for others right. um, to change their lives, you know, right. and, and to change, you know, if you make one person an entrepreneur, then you change the trajectory of their whole family. Right. Um, and so, you know, well, for generations, for generations, literally, literally. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's the, that's the thing that 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 uh, Richard's vision is so powerful for me, you know, um, you know, my family were sharecroppers just three generations ago. So it's not that far from slavery, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, there are obviously differences, but still, um, it was it was not necessarily a path that was gonna that was gonna provide for the family over time. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So I li I like that big vision um, because that that gives you uh, impetus, and it also helps to enlist in uh, investors of like mind, right? Mm -hmm. Because I'm sure that's part of your uh, part of the struggle with uh, being a small business is finding those that can not only come alongside from a, a utilization of your services perspective, but potentially investors that could help you to um, accelerate the the franchise model or whatever. Yeah, that's that's definitely a, it can be very frustrating. Yeah. Um, so. From a from a life learning perspective, are there any other lessons that you wanted to share with the, with the folks, um, or are you ready to to end this conversation for now and then uh, get ready for the next one? Mm -hmm. uh, I'd say uh, just <laughs> really what this is about, though. It, the new version, the next version of you. So yeah, yeah. Say, growing the next version of you, yeah. you might want to look to. You can't look anywhere but inside. Right. Uh, like I touched on earlier, I think that's. I, I really, I really love that this show is called "Growing the Next Version of You" because. I think, I think, what I found, I think most people will probably find when you when you do find, you know who you truly are, you probably realize that this is who I've always been. Right. Um, before I started. It's like coming home. Put the mask on. It's a homecoming. Right. Yeah. Right. The other, the other beautiful thing about it is that as you, as you continue going in, um, if you're a believer, which I know you are, then you are, you're also getting closer to God in you. Yes. Right. Find God so, in there. so there's, so there's a, there's a part of, the fact that you are living the best version of you every day and growing and learning, right? And then becoming. And that whole becoming part is the thing that is most important to me, right? Mm. Because it's not who, it's not the mistakes that you made yesterday. It's the focus that you have on correcting the, the mistakes and then moving forward uh, with energy and with passion and with resolve. And what else could you have if you're connecting to who God has made you to be, right? So it's a it's a beautiful like cycle that never ends. Yeah. And I think it might not ever end. Period. Yes. Right. Even when the when we can see Him as He is, we're still not going to know everything, right? We'll still have to be learning. Constant relationship. Exactly. I, I love that. Yeah. I I like to say I I am is here. 
you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, and I say it to myself all the time. Yeah. And maybe like a month ago, I was thinking, you know, I am this year. Um, but and then it just kind of kept echoing. And I was like, yo, I am a sphere. You know, like what? And I'm like, well, what are you storing in your I am a sphere? You know, what do you what do you keep? Because that that matters. What do you? What are the I am that you store in your I am a sphere? Right. You know, I believe we're storing some I am's that we're not aware of, and mm-hmm. then you know, are you storing safe or healthy I am's, or are you trying to protect yourself with the I am's that you're storing in there? Uh, and I guess your I am a sphere will be your heart, but. I am is here. That is where you will find I am is in right. your heart. If, right. if, if you go, like I said, on that journey right. deep enough. Um, and especially, you know, being a believer. Yeah. It's made the, the conscious decision to allow the Holy Spirit, you know, to take refuge and allow Jesus in. Right. To take refuge in my heart. Right. And I can trust my heart because I trust because it's his heart. Because it's his heart. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, that's... <laughs> yeah the, the, um, this show, um, I have some followers, right? But not a tremendous number. So this is kind of my gift to the world kind of conversations because these are rare. You know, it's, it's rare that two men will sit down and talk about God in us right. in this way, right? right? Uh, but, it's, but it's a powerful thing, right? And I, and I want to continue to stoke it and to engage it, you know, we're going to meet a, a couple other people tonight at the fire at the fire pit, and uh, and continue uh, the spirit of um, discovery of I am, mm-hmm. and um, uh, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. So the thing about it uh, is that I have um, just recently uh, learned uh, Austin Armstrong was the last gentleman that I had on the show uh, just last week, mm-hmm. and. Um, he is a two. He has two million followers on YouTube and Instagram and TikTok and Facebook and all that kind of stuff. So I've been learning how to do certain things from him. So uh, these sixty-second videos that I'm doing every day, uh, my viewership on Facebook has gone explosive. Hmm. But it's Christians from Pakistan and Kenya. Interesting. Primarily, right? right? So while, I, while I'm trying to be a blessing to the world by having these conversations about character and about the things that we're talking about, um, I'm getting prayers from people that I never knew before who are encouraging me, <laughs> right? So it's like, it's like this endless cycle. So when you are in his will and you are becoming who he wants you to be, then the blessings just continue to pile up. The blessings aren't necessarily always financial, right? Um, and and frankly, uh, one of the one of the books that I use in class now is *The Infinite Game* by Simon Sinek, um, and it it basically just says that you know if you figure out that business is a game of continuing to play the game, right? And as an entrepreneur, you know what I mean by that, right? It's a cash flow game initially, and then it becomes a capitalization game. And then it becomes a sustainability game, but it but the game is is an ongoing, ever growing one uh, that you have to respond to and or plan and direct, right? Mm-hmm. But you're but there's always stuff to respond to. As Such well. is life. Yeah, but it's yeah. infinite, right? yeah. and that's the that's the cool thing about it. And and if you think of it from a win win perspective, where I want 
everybody that's listening to the show to learn what you just said, right? Uh, or to be enriched by it so that they can say it to somebody else because they've never articulated it in exactly that way. Um, and it's not a it's not a head game either. It is a humbling thing, yeah. right? Yeah. To say that I am the I am the temple of the Holy Spirit, yeah. right? And in, in, in I am dwells in me. Okay, well then, am I living up to that on a daily basis, or am I not? It's a deep. It's a what I find period in the Bible is you know it's this this a composition of paradoxes, mm-hmm. um, and in that tension between the paradoxes is where the good stuff is, right? Um, and so. It's like <laughs> in uh, I, I think I, <laughs> I lost my thought, but well, I'll throw out one paradox so maybe you can think through where you were going with that. So one of the paradoxes for me is that it says that uh, all of sin comes short of the glory of God mm-hmm. in Romans, right? Yet at the same time, there's another scripture that says, be you perfect as your father in heaven is perfect. Right. Okay. Well, that's a paradox, right? But Christ is the answer to the paradox. Yes. Yes. And in in a lot of the paradoxical positions that you find in the Bible, he is the answer. Yes. Always has been. Yes. Right. Created the answer before time started. Yes. (laughs) And and that's what prompted that with that. Now you reminded me. Okay. Is the, the humble component right i find myself you know caught in that period this paradox often is that i feel so special mm-hmm. that god considers me at all right i feel it's it makes you feel so special yeah but again that's kind of seems antithetical to being one and being super humble and, you know, and I am nothing, right? That means you're not special, you know, no struggle have you encountered that's not common to men, right? Right. But, and, and, you know, and you are to remain humble, but at the same time, there's this immense confidence that comes from knowing that God cares. It's humbling and empowering at the same time. Right. Um, you know, I um, in in fellowship and, and in praying and meditating, and um, you know, and I was just I got into you know I was just expressing, you know, you know, your will be done. I let your your will be done. You know, I'm, I'm always trying to you know go back and clarify and make sure that I'm not getting too much of me in the way. You know, I want to stay out of the way. So, um, you know, your will be done. And I heard, you know, Holy Spirit. I heard that you know the voice respond to me. Our will be done, and it brought tears to my. Mm-hmm. Because we don't deserve that privilege. I don't, you know, like we, you can't, you 
cannot earn it. Right. No, it's a gift. It's, it's a, a gift. gift. It's, the Holy Spirit's a gift. Faith is a gift. It's all grace. The whole thing is grace. You cannot earn it. Yeah. And it's so immense. And it's so profound. Yeah. And it's so unsearchable. Right. The fact that it's all yours. Right. Like you have more than you can comprehend. Right. And, you know, the gravity of, of God, you know, <laughs> like that, what I heard from that baby, like, we're doing this together. You you have, you have some uh, uh, amount, some measure of control in this outcome. Oh, definitely. And we definitely do. You know, it's a co-designing, you know, relationship. Right. But the beauty of that, yeah. that you're even considered in this whole thing. You know, it could just be totally autopilot, but... Just the beauty of, of that. And again, so in that moment, going back to what brought me, that was so humbling. Right. But so empowering at the same time. Right. That's a that's a beautiful paradox. That's not like the richness is just like pours over pours over me. Like it's just like wow. So wow. so then, you know, in the in the in the moments where um, things aren't necessarily going your way from a business perspective and you are uh, struggling with a particular component of capability or individuals in your organization or whatever, uh, it's it's good to remember those moments, right? Those mountaintop moments where, where you're, you see so clearly uh, and then call upon that grace to, to power you forward and through that situation. So very cool. Well, I, I've really enjoyed getting to know you better to, uh, today. Um, look forward to continuing to do so tonight uh, as we go to the fire pit and, uh, and enjoy some libations and some good food and, uh, and a fire. It's going to be a little chilly out there tonight, but that's, uh, that's going to be all right. Well, thanks very much for coming out. Until next time, God bless, and we'll see you soon. See you soon. All right. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye, y'all.